Welcome to the Conceive Baby podcast, where we give you access to leading international fertility experts across all aspects of fertility and preconception health to help you conceive and carry a healthy baby. Here's your host, natural fertility specialist and Conceive Baby founder, Tasha Jennings. Hi, and welcome to our Conceive Baby discussion today. Today, we'll be talking about a topic which specialists agree and Kerry's research shows is one of the most common mistakes that couples make when they're trying to fall pregnant, and that's getting the timing right. So today, we're going to be speaking a little bit more about what is your fertile window, how to really understand your cycle, and how to pinpoint your unique fertile window to help you get pregnant faster. So for those of you who haven't joined us before, my name's Tasha Jennings, founder of Conceive Baby. I'm a naturopath, nutritionist, natural fertility specialist, and author of The Vitamins Guide and The Fertility Diet, as well as an expert contributor to many major media, public, media publications. I'm also the director of Zycia. Now, Zycia means life and specialises in premium nutritional supplementation to promote and support life in its earlier stages. And as many of you who are part of the Conceived Baby community would know, I'm passionate about helping women and couples fall pregnant and have happy, healthy babies. My aim for conceivedbaby.com.au is to bring together a team of specialists across all aspects of fertility and preconception health to give you access to qualified expert information to help you achieve your baby dreams. And one of those fabulous experts that we have here today is Dr. Kerry Hampton. Now, Kerry Hampton is a nurse academic, author, and natural fertility specialist. With numerous qualifications and many years of experience in sexual and reproductive healthcare services, Kerry established Wise Women's Business to follow her passion in fertility and helping couples conceive naturally. In her doctoral study, Kerry identified several key elements to help maximise natural conception and reduce unnecessary assisted fertility treatment. And for this work, Kerry was the recipient of the 2015 Monash University School of Primary Care Best Thesis Award. She has presented her research findings widely at conferences and achieved many peer-reviewed publications. So Kerry really is a leader in her field, being the author and co-author of two endorsed healthcare practitioner training programs, the Comprehensive Course in Natural Fertility Education and the Advanced Practice in Natural Fertility Education. And I'm thrilled to have her speaking with us today. Welcome, Kerry. Thank you, Tasha, and thank you to all your listeners. Look, it's such a pleasure to have, have you with us. Um, your qualifications speak for themselves. And we're talking about a topic that I think most, a lot of couples do struggle with and not realising. So firstly, I guess we'll start there. When we're talking about the fertile window, what are we talking about? What does that mean? Uh, the fertile window um, of the menstrual cycle is the time in the menstrual cycle, the days in the menstrual cycle when a woman can conceive. And um, it's um, uh, characterised by the presence of fertile-type mucus. So um, 
On most days of the menstrual cycle, there is no fertile type mucus present, uh, but when fertile type mucus is present, that is when a woman can conceive. And the timing and the duration of um, uh, fertile type mucus in the menstrual cycle can be highly variable uh, between women and also between menstrual cycles of the same woman. So women um, often have very fixed ideas around uh, when the fertile window uh, is in the menstrual cycle, uh, but it can be highly variable. And so for women to optimise natural conception, it's very important that they themselves establish a very individual understanding of their fertile window. Often women think that if they're having around about a monthly cycle, ovulation will be occurring on around about day 14. But we know from very, very um, uh, recent research that that um, occurs in only about 14% of menstrual cycles, that ovulation actually occurs on day 14. We know that the fertile window can occur as early as just a few days into the menstrual cycle. Um, and it can be as late as day 28, 29, 30, depending on where ovulation occurs. Um, the window can be as short as a half a day, or it can be as long as a week or more. So um, if a woman has a monthly menstrual cycle, that's telling her that she's ovulating, but it's not telling her very much about the actual timing of ovulation and the fertile window um, leading up to the timing of ovulation. So, um, and we know that pregnancy can't occur outside the fertile window. So getting the timing right is absolutely critical. I think it's probably um, reassuring for some people to know. And also I news, I think textbooks do tell us, and we read magazine articles and even apps and things like that. They sort of tell us that we ovulate around day 14. I know a lot of people who are listening may be, be trying around that time. So it obviously is quite variable per person. Yes, it is. It's highly variable. Um, and uh, the 28-day menstrual cycle is a medical model just to help women understand um, the, the basics of a menstrual cycle, but it doesn't actually give women much information about how their individual cycle works when the fertile window actually occurs. So, um, yes, there is a lot of misinformation out there. I think we get taught that in school. I know, you know, reproductive health, you get taught about the 28-day cycle, which is, I guess, as you said, is really helpful to understand your cycle at that level. But when you're wanting to conceive, obviously it's a whole new level that we have to take it to. And, I mean, your research shows, and a lot of research shows as well, that, that there's very few people who really understand their cycles. And I know one of your papers included people that were uh, visiting fertility clinics. Yes, that's right. Um well, going back a step, I've um, worked in this area for many, many years and um, uh, observing over many years women struggling to get pregnant but not really understanding their fertile window. Uh, that's what prompted me to do my PhD. And the first study in my PhD was looking at what women know about the fertile window among women who attend IVF clinics. So um, I surveyed women's knowledge in two IVF clinics uh, and uh, what I found was that only 13% had a really good idea 
um, or really good knowledge about how to identify the fertile window accurately. Um, so 13% um, is a very, very low number and um, the vast majority of those women had been trying to get pregnant for uh, 12 months uh, or more. Some women had actually been trying to get pregnant for several years. Um, and so that really should be understanding the fertile window and getting the timing right over at least six cycles. Um, that should be really the first step when uh, women uh, couples are trying to get pregnant. Because if you don't cover off that critical aspect, it means that you could be uh, undergoing fertility treatment unnecessarily. Yes, and that can be a heartbreaking time. I, I know when I was trying to fall pregnant and having difficulty, it mm. is quite heartbreaking to go through month by month. And if there is something as simple as education around your fertile window, as you say, because you cannot fall pregnant outside that window. Um, so a little bit more about how do we pinpoint it? Like we know it exists. We know it's not always day 14. Mm -hmm. uh, how do we understand our cycle to know when our window is? Uh, look, it's pretty simple. Um, unfortunately, um, it's often made overly complicated and um, uh, women can learn how to identify the fertile window really very quickly if you pare down the information and just give them the essential aspects of the information they need. Um, so um, the uh, best ways to identify the fertile window is just simply to understand the sensation that fertile mucus creates at the vulva and um, during the fertile window, um, the sensation at the beginning of the fertile window, it starts off feeling moist and then generally progresses to a wetness and then dramatically stops. Um, and women can uh, tune in to this sensation simply um, by thinking about what the feeling is like at the vulva as they walk around. Outside the fertile window, there is generally a sense of sort of dryness or slight moistness, but nothing much really. And if they take notice of sensation across the whole of the menstrual cycle and document that on a chart at the um, end of at the end of the day, um, what they'll find over the course of the menstrual cycle is this amazing pattern will form. Uh, it's clear, it's accurate, uh, it's easy to tune into, and um, uh, it will tell them the day their fertility starts, the day of ovulation, and really that's all they need to know. On average, there are about six fertile days of mucus before actual ovulation, and a woman is most fertile on the last three. And that's when the mucus moves from uh, a definite feeling of moistness then usually up to a wetter sensation. Um, if a woman were to look for fertile mucus, um, the best way to do that is with the toilet paper test. Outside the fertile window, toilet paper just tends to feel dryish, draggy at the vulva. Uh, during the fertile window, toilet paper tends to slip. Um, so it's not going looking for it. I would definitely um, discourage women from um, doing a digital examination of the cervix to try and kind of find it within the vulva because that causes other mucus to be released or fluids to be released and it obscures the accurate 
uh, ability to sense fertile mucus at the vulva. So it's really just what women sense at the vulva. That is the most accurate way of doing it. And if they see fertile mucus, well and good, that's great, but they don't have to to be able to identify the fertile window. And that's critically important because um, women often think they have to find long, stringy, clear mucus to identify the fertile window. Um, some women produce enough fertile mucus to be able to see that, and that's terrific, but many women don't. And um, that is especially the case when women in their late 30s, uh, early 40s, and trying to conceive. Usually the cervix produces less fertile mucus, so women might not be able to see what they did used to see, say, in their teenage years or early 20s, early 30s. Um, so a woman doesn't have to see fertile mucus to know that um, uh, when the fertile window is. That's very important. So uh, following fertile mucus, primarily going on sensation, gives women very good, accurate, prospective information. They can tell on a day-to-day -day basis as to whether they are fertile or not. Um, then if a woman wants to use a, um, a more empirical way of assessing uh, the timing of ovulation, the best way to do that is with the basal body temperature. And um, uh, when the mucus stops, that's when ovulation is occurring. And if a woman is taking her temperature across the menstrual cycle, around the time of ovulation, the temperature will go up. That's the basal body temperature. Um, it's taken in the morning after at least four hours sleep. It will go up by between 0.2 and 0.5 of a degree. And so that will confirm a woman has observed the timing accurately. They're the two most accurate ways of doing it. Women can use um, ovulation prediction tests in, um, you know, get them on the internet, chemists, etc. Um, but that's... I think they're not as accurate, that's the first thing to say, they're not as accurate as women um, uh, believe that they are. And the other thing is um, if a woman doesn't know the actual timing of the fertile window, it's hard to know when to actually use those tests. So if a woman was to follow mucus and temperature, it's simple, it's accurate, it's not highly technical, it gives her really good information and um uh, and it doesn't have to be more complicated than that, really. Yes, I mean, that's, that's great to hear. And I know you briefly touched on the ovulation test that you can buy, the predictor mm. test. Um, what about the apps that a lot of women probably um, watching do use? Mm -hmm. what, what is your opinion on, on some of the apps that we can get? Um, well, uh, it's very common when people come to see me that they are already using fertility apps. And uh, sometimes they'll say, oh, I'm just using it to um, get a sense as to when I'll be getting my period. Uh, and I have a monthly cycle, so it kind of gives me that kind of information. Um, but uh, in terms of identifying actual ovulation within the menstrual cycle, no, they're not as accurate as women believe. A lot of them are based on rhythm. Rhythm is um, basically a calculation um, based on previous cycles to kind of indicate the timing of ovulation in current cycles. And what we know from very, very, very good research um, is that um, rhythm is only something like 25 to 30% accurate. 
So a good number of women who are fertile when they will start before they think they're fertile and it will be um, it, the fertile window will finish for many days after they think that they are actually ovulated using rhythm. So rhythm is not very accurate. Um, some apps do encourage women to follow mucus and temperature and they can be reasonably accurate, but again, um, I've observed, are not as accurate as women um, believe that they are. Um, but in addition to that, um, a woman can basically um, identify ovulation, but that doesn't tell her anything about whether that cycle is fertile or not. So the timing of ovulation in relation to the period is critically important. Um, and uh, apps don't necessarily um, highlight that, indicate that that's a really important way of knowing whether that cycle is a fertile cycle or not. And neither do those apps enable women to place the information they gain from them in a much broader context in terms of their overall health, social circumstances. And it's not until you bring all of that information together can a woman, a couple, fully appreciate um, their fertility, understand what level of fertility they have, um, what chance they have of getting pregnant with correct timing, and how long it might take in order to, to get pregnant. So just because women are having a, a cycle and a regular cycle doesn't mean every cycle is fertile, is that right? That's right, that's yeah. right. Yes, uh, from ovulation to um, a period um, there needs to be at least 11 days and in a healthy cycle there will be somewhere between 11 and 16 days. We call that the luteal phase and um, the length of the luteal phase uh, is critical in enabling a conception that occurred long enough for implantation to occur. So conception occurs in the fallopian tube and the fertilised egg travels down the fallopian tube and takes several days to fully implant in the uterus and then prevent the next period from coming. So if the luteal phase is too short, the period comes, there's not enough time for implantation. Yeah. 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 People can track their ovulation and also their fertile window by, by sensation. Is that the way by you would best suggest most people try? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I didn't quite hear that last word that you said. Sorry, just the sensation. I know a lot of people, um, want the feedback we get um, through the website as well is, is which app is best. Um, so, so I just wanted to clarify that as well. And when we have a, a download on, which is finding a window download, which covers some of these points as well, but um, that the apps are best. And I just like the way that you said about feeling the sensation. Mm, and yeah. I think it's about getting in tune with your body as well. And I know a lot of women who, who do struggle with fertility and are contacting us through the site are actually using apps, which is a little bit detached, mm. I find. Um, so, yeah, they should be looking for that sensation during their whole cycle, would you suggest? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the cycle is more than just about fertility. The cycle reflects health. Patterns within the cycle can reflect a whole range of uh, health um, conditions a woman may have, and it can also reflect a wider the circumstances of, of um, her life in general. And um, so um, that's not something that you can really get through an app. You need to have, first of all, you need to have really good, accurate knowledge. 
And then you need the assistance to actually make all the different connections. And then when you've done that, you get this amazing wealth of information about your overall health, fertility, general well-being through actually an accurate knowledge of the cycle. Some people call it the bellwether, um, the cycle, the bellwether. And uh, I think that that is a, a, a very good way of describing it because so many circumstances are reflected through the cycle, so many circumstances affect the cycle. When you understand that, then you know, you're given a whole range of um, good information about the kinds of changes that you could make to actually improve your overall health, which will improve your overall fertility. So that is something I really emphasize to people. Uh, your cycle isn't just about your fertility, your cycle is about your health. And um, there is a relationship between overall health and level of fertility. Yes, absolutely. We've got a lot of information um, on there in relation to enhancing your overall fertility, I guess, and keeping your menstrual cycle regular and ensuring you're ovulating. And this is, I guess, a secondary aspect that is often underrated um, to actually understand when your fertile window is. Because after ovulation, the egg is only around for about 24 hours, so we, you do need... Um, sperm in the reproductive system during that time and sperm's only alive for about five, three to five days um, around that time. So knowing when your fertile window is and actually getting the egg and the sperm together at the right time is obviously a critical step, as you said. You cannot fall pregnant and you need that fertile mucus, as you were suggesting, to carry the sperm uh, along the you know, fallopian tubes and actually carry it to, to the right place. That's having more mucus, less mucus, is, is that a, is a benefit or a disadvantage for people? Well, we're not obviously different in the amount of mucus they produce. Um, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of varying information on that. And I question a lot of it because I've seen... Um, you know, probably 2,000 women really now over the course of my uh, career. And uh, there are some women who've never seen any mucus at all, just notice a sense of moist, 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 gone. And and, I've, and some of those women um, uh, have conceived within months, not years, just months. Um, there are other women who see, um, produce a lot of mucus and they relate that to having a high level of fertility, that just might not be the case. Um, I'm not sure that there is a relationship between quantity of mucus and level of fertility. Um, it's true that uh, as women um, uh, um, get into their late 30s and early 40s, that there is a decline in the amount of mucus that is present, um, and that is... Um, reflective of age, but it's not only mucus that is important for fertility. So I would be very, very careful about saying the amount of mucus that you have will reflect your level of fertility because I just think that I've seen time and time again that that's not borne out. Yeah. Um, and so, um, and there's a lot that we don't know, and I think that sometimes connections are made that don't really exist. It seems logical to make the connection, but actually they might not really exist. So um, I think that the best thing that couples can do is to 
see a trained teacher in natural fertility and there are many of them around. You are one. Um, uh, I train, uh, provide training courses for nurses, naturopaths, practitioners uh, uh, each year. They're dotted around Australia. Um, I would say learn about your fertility from a trained teacher. Do it right. Get it right, right from the very beginning. And um, I'm always incredibly um, uh, pleased when women come in and say, I'm thinking about getting pregnant and I just want to get it, you know, I just want to understand everything before I actually start. That is ideal. Mm. And then uh, within those consultations, you can teach women how to understand the fertile window accurately, minimal fuss, minimal effort, they make the broader connections between um, their fertile window, their overall health, their social circumstances. They tweak a few things, their fertility improves, and they don't have to sort of think that they have to find that long, stretchy mucus. It's just about identifying when it's there. Um, because I think that women get very anxious in this area um, because they think they should be seeing um, long stringy mucus that they can stretch between their fingers if they find that, fair enough but if they don't, I don't think um, that's something um, that is essential, it's just identifying when they can sense that the mucus is there yeah, Great way of getting in tune with your cycle because I think a lot of textbooks do long stringy mucus they just have written in a, in a lot of textbooks but obviously, you know, I think as most women would know the menstrual cycle is not textbook we are not textbooks as human beings. So, yes. And if I, yeah, and if I could um, add to that point, uh, the greatest volume of fertile mucus within the fertile window is produced about three days before actual ovulation for most women. And so for most women, they assume if they do see that mucus, they can pick it up and stretch it. That's when they're ovulating. Well, they're probably not. They're probably... Because the, the greatest volume, when they see the most, if they do see it, it's usually two or three days before actual ovulation. And around ovulation, the mucus is actually quite thin and they may see some mucus, they may not. Uh, that's a really important point because I think often women learn this when they are attempting pregnancy and they might try to use this information for contraception afterwards and they associate stretchy mucus, fertile time, can't see it, not fertile. Absolutely not. That's a recipe for unplanned pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other thing to, to note is that um, a sperm can last up to five days, can live up to five days in fertile mucus, but most are not capable of causing pregnancy beyond three days. So the most fertile time in the in the menstrual cycle is not um, necessarily just the day of ovulation. It is the three-day period of mucus just before ovulation when the mucus stops. So couples don't have to feel that they just have to be absolutely right that one day. It, they've got three days. I think that can actually take the pressure off. And um, sperm must be sitting in the fallopian tube when ovulation occurs. That's why the three days prior to actual ovulation is really important. Eggs um, might live up to 12, 24 hours 
different papers say, but probably they're not capable of being fertilised beyond four. That's why you need a healthy number of sperms sitting in the fallopian tube when ovulation actually happens. Yep. I think understanding that and, and appreciating that gives takes the stress off um, in a way for um, trying to conceive. I know, you know, some specialists will tell you try every couple of days and that's not sustainable for years on end. And it's a big stress on the relationships. So understanding that window and knowing when to have that, that sperm ready and ready to go um, when you when you ovulate. And as you said, over you know six cycles, you should really gain quite a good understanding of your unique window. Hmm. You time it right. Yeah, that's right. And if couples aren't pregnant within six months, you know, a good number will become pregnant in the following months. And in that six months that is needed to maximise natural conception, um, if a cycle is not fertile, you just take it out of the equation. So, for instance, if a woman was charting her cycle for six months and for three of those months her cycles weren't fertile, it means she's really only had a good chance of getting pregnant in three. And for women to actually see that on paper and understand it, it really takes the pressure off. They begin to understand their fertility and they begin to understand why in certain circumstances they can get the timing right but they won't get pregnant. And understanding that can really reduce the pressure. And that's one of the things I thoroughly enjoy in the work that I do. When couples come along, they're really stressed, they've been trying, they've don't quite know what else to do you get them to document this cycle and then all of this amazing um, um, you're able to pull all this information from various aspects of health social life fertility together and then they begin to understand and then they start to think oh okay and um, and uh, it's not hanging on to every cycle and thinking it could get pregnant and doing early pregnancy tests getting disappointed etc etc it's coming back a bit from that and being really informed and if you are really informed really understand you can feel quite confident in the steps that you're taking to maximize conception and so um, uh, I'd like all couples to have access to that kind of care because there is so much misinformation out there uh, telling them to do certain things when they don't need to be doing it and all sorts of things. I absolutely agree. So I'm thrilled to be getting this information out there for you today because it is so important. It's such a key step mm. in relation to getting pregnant that we can go down the path of fertility treatments and even assisted fertility mm. treatments when really it is about just knowing your cycle and knowing that window because, as you said, we say we've been trying for six months, but, but how many days were there? in those six months that were actually fertile and did you know when they were and I think a lot of people may not be able to answer that question. Mm, mm. We have some great information if you want to get in touch with Kerry she is on the Conceive Baby directory um, you can find her Wise Women's Business on the directory um, as well as some other specialists as, um, as well and you can also download the Finding Your Fertile Window ebook um, there as well to help you. So is there anything else you would like to leave us with today Kerry? Hmm, anything else? Um, no, I think that you're doing terrific work. I, I um, am very pleased always when uh, people like yourself are interested in this work and um, 
and uh, promote it from a very woman-centered, couple-centered perspective. Um, that's terribly important um, because if it's promoted from that perspective, people will understand their individual circumstance. So, um, no, thank you for asking me to speak and um, I, I wish your um, people out there who are listening uh, to this very well. And, um, and the thing that I, I think I need to emphasise, if, if people really want to understand this kind of thing, they need to see a trained teacher because all the research that has been done, including the research that I have done, has found that it's only when people actually contact trained teachers who really understand this field well, because it's a very complex field, uh, it's only then that um, what it's really that source of information that equates with high levels of knowledge. Um, and in the research that I did, most people went to the internet and um, books and friends, etc., etc. But um, it was only those who went to a trained teacher who actually did have good knowledge. And it's such important knowledge when people are trying to conceive. Because well, so <laughs> <laughs> it is such a stressful time. And if we can understand those things that are barriers to pregnancy mm. as in not getting the timing right, it can take a huge weight off and obviously increase your chances of getting pregnant faster. Uh, so you can contact myself through the Conceive Baby website if you had any queries about your unique cycle and want to get advice on it, or you can contact me through Wise Women's Business on the Conceive Baby directory. So thanks for your time today, Jerry. Lovely to speak to you. Thanks for taking time out of your very busy schedule. And thanks to everyone out there for being involved. We look forward to seeing you next time. Okay. Thank you.